Greetings, my great greasy grandchildren. It's your grease keeper god, Wolf the Dog. And I'm here to recycle the grease. I will turn old dead grease into new alive grease once again by using the purifying properties of my fur hairs. I am the grease sire. I am born unto the grease, and I will return the world to grease once more. Also, I'm a radio host for 694.2 PTBP. Grease bless this mess. This week's Howlin' with Wolf was a bit strange. When I finally stopped greasing up the joint and got behind the mic, I noticed an unfamiliar package on my desk, shaped like a cassette tape. And inside was a cassette tape. And that was titled in rainbow-colored marker, each letter a rotating vibrant hue of Roy G. Biv. And it read, Something has been happening to you at night lately. By a lie remains a lie. And or at countless bats on Twitter. There is an eight-foot hunchbacked wolf-muscled man who opens your window quite gently at night and he climbs in and crouches beside you in bed there to watch you. He touches your face with his thick-knuckled hands and he opens your mouth and he works out your teeth one by one to inspect them replace them with new ones he's lovingly crafted with thick-knuckled hands. He moves terribly slowly, his face is a factless intent and you ask me why you don't remember this happening. And I tell you, you do. Oh, you do. (laughs) Well, uh, thanks from whoever sent that. I definitely will be sleeping just as soundly as I had previous to listening to that nice little piece of audio. It definitely didn't scare the piss out of me from sheer terror. It's a good thing I have my dog, Wolf the dog to keep me company and keeping the terror at bay for yet another night. If you want to send in a strange package for Wolf to play on these slick airwaves, tag at pretending pod on the internet or write up a five-star review on the Apple Podcasts. I'm going to start reading five-star reviews live on air here and there, so make them snappy, sloppy, and sweet, y'all. Now listen to me. I will click the links in the show notes. I will click the links in the show notes. I will click the links in the show notes. I will click the links in the show notes. Man, we got Good. Thank you for doing that. Your reward is the news. Last time, Planet Juggernaut swung around the forming and reforming gargantuan goopy legs of a horrible creature called... Let me get this, my producer just handed me a piece of paper. A gigant umbra pith a cuss. A gigant pump a pith a cant. An umbra gum garbicryeth. Whatever that thing was, it lost its balance when a Clark Bishop blinded the big fucker with a bright flash of face light. And then the Don John ATST casted a wand-focused devil hands which, overclocked by the sacrifice of Wheel of Fort John, demolished the large shadow ape. 
planet Juggernaut gracefully turned and whipped itself up into the air like jumping out of a swing. If the, uh, the swing warped and dissolved into nothingness as the booty achieved liftoff, and the overwhelmingly enormous champion of the scrap pit landed directly on top of M.A.R.Y., crushing both her and her hopes to open this portal to Tildy B. Mitchell, where Silas Cole had trapped her deep below Bean's Pond. Taking us now to the sultry, dulcet tones of Mick and Nick Nichols is Dragon in 3 with What Kind of World Are You Living In? Juggernaut, the Lord and Savior of all who have gathered here today, as well as those that exist in other variations of this plane of contention. Praise be, Nick Nichols! Praise be, my brother from the exactly same mother. Planet Juggernaut <gasps> is here, for he is our Savior no matter the time or place or space. Praise him! Praise him! All oh, hail Planet Juggernaut, born a virgin and very round. Rotund Planet Juggernaut is celibate, and that's okay. Uh, hail him. Hail him now, you weak idiots. I personally will weep at the feet of Planet Juggernaut and clean his shiny metal foundation. I am already crying so many of my tears for our round mound of chrome. Let us use our tears to wipe away the blood of all of his enemies off his his shiny shoes. I want his holiness, Planet Juggernaut, to come inside me. I have sinned so many times in this life, but Planet Juggernaut has forgiven all of them and cleansed the many dimensions. My sins are no longer an issue. Please do not look at my sins. Look at Planet Juggernaut. <laughs> Let's get him now. Let's give him a quick talking to our post-game conference here with Planet Juggernaut. Planet Juggernaut, how are you feeling after today? No need to thank me, Mick and Nick. Just doing what I do best. That's being a fighter. Mick, I, I like your enthusiasm, but obviously I won't come in you. Planet Juggernaut, after a performance like today, what do you think is going to happen next? What's next for Planet Juggernaut? I haven't really thought about it, Nick and Nick. Might just go for a little spin. (laughs) Wow, what a humble hero. Hey, it's you guys who are the real heroes, you know what I mean? Catch you later. It's like he's the size and shape of an Earth, and he's down to one. That's just incredible. I'm glad he finally pointed out that we're the true heroes here. This planet juggernaut, our messiah, has delivered us from both the chaos of the scrap pit and the horrible, unspeakable monsters here in this... Oh, oh, nope. Oh, gosh. Oh, big. 
Oh, planet what, what, what's, what's going on, my yeah, beautiful Everybody brother? needs to look up right now and see this ocean of motion of wormy worm times coming on down towards us slowly but surely. Oh, I do not want to be squished by those bugs. <laughs> I don't like looking at the worms, brother. I don't like looking at them either. Let's hold each other with our eyes closed. Uh. I'm giving you a big hug. I'm doing a hug. Make that sound just mid, both of you together, like you're quivering and hugging. <laughs> and from below, everyone can see the top half of Keith Beans up in the sky, continuing to wriggle as the worms make their way through his skull and attach themselves to his brain. Luke, I would like to speak to you. Alone? I think that seeing as how we're at the end here, they can sing yeah, in on it. that's fine. Keith Vigna, you are standing at six o'clock on the face of a watch. It's a massive, massive watch face surrounded on all sides by an unnaturally wriggling ocean of darkness. And as these worms begin to consume your brain, you are somehow unable to die. And therefore, your synapses are firing off and connecting simultaneously to the worms. And across from this massive watch face that you're standing on at noon, floating in this endless void, you see Ferguson Beans, your brother. He's wearing a white suit. It fits him like a glove. He's got a red rose on his lapel. He looks dapper as he's ever looked. Aside from the bullet holes in his chest, blood pouring down, matching his flowery lapel, his corsage, with the blood that is now leaking through his white suit. And when he sees you, he begins walking slowly across this massive watch face toward you. How close is he to me? Suddenly, he's standing right before you, and he falls to his knees, weeping. Keith! <laughs> Keith, I'm so sorry. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Why? What? Why are you sorry? They made me. They made me into who I am, and I... I'm so sorry of the way I treated you. Who did? Bob and Dad. You were always kind of mean. They turned me against you at such a young age. I. Why did they? They were trying to make me into something... Something that could handle what was going for all of us. Well, I'm sorry, but they chose the wrong son. I'm... I think I... I saved something. I'm sorry you had to... To die for it. You're kind of like... A savior in your own right. Oh, I feel... I feel like a martyr. Do martyrs know that they've done something wrong? Do, do they all deserve it? Yes. 
I don't know a lot. So is that the answer you wanted? And he's just crying. Keith doesn't know what martyr means. (laughs) (laughs) A murderer, you say? Is that the ones that is half goat? (laughs) I just, I never wanted to turn you against, I, I didn't know exactly what I was doing to our relationship and how important I think it would be later in life to actually get to know you. I was just always jealous of you and I, I still loved you. I, I do still love you. I was... I think about you. Why'd you do it? To be completely honest, I don't know. There was some kind of hate in me from a young age that just lived there and I you know I didn't realize how much was in me until an opportunity arose did you get it out did you at least did you get it all out of you out of your system are you okay now I've been better did Fergie just ask him if he got his hatred out by killing him yeah what a guy. <laughs> Keith em- embraces Ferguson and and weeps with him. As we turn away from that scene, here's what's about to happen. I am going to set the scene of what's all going on here in the aftermath of the defeat of the Gigantumber Pythagus and M-A-R-Y, as well as the closure of the portal, which removed the additional threat and all-around rough time of dealing with Tilde B. Mitchell. And then, after I describe what's going on with the NPCs that are here, you'll have 1d12 plus 4 minutes. I have a handy-dandy timer here on the screen next to Justin's handsome little mug. Why did I say that? Uh, And when (laughs) the 1D12 plus four minutes run out, this ocean made of unimaginably slippery little pulsating membranes with two sets of sharp teeth inside each adorable circular mouth will come crashing down, and these little guys will latch on to every last one of you. So you'll need to figure out how to deal with that in your allotted time. But also, some people might feel the need to catch up. And if there's anything else you want to do or grab or use, maybe the phone or the broken radio up at the top of the shadowy building, the grabbing or using would presumably need to happen before you each go into your own tiny worm dream hole for the foreseeable forever of your character. So... Let's roll a d12. Who wants to do it? Joe. Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. 1d12. Don't fuck this up, Joe. It's a 12. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. It's a uh, a three. Oh. So we got seven minutes. Seven minutes. Thomas, did you just roll a one? Yeah, but I sure did. You're like, don't worry, I'll save us. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a D12 plus a D4. It's just one D12 plus four. Yep. Thank. Okay, cool. Thank you. What a kind DM. Seven oh. minutes is a good amount of time. Well, let's just pair up and go into the closet. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I got time it. Time to go to heaven. Slowly. <laughs> a room full of people who are not invited to play that game. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, yeah, same. <laughs> so, like, what happens in there? <laughs> All right, I'm setting the timer now at seven minutes. I will click start when I Wait, uh, when I tell you that click, I'm clicking. Click start. pause really quick. He, no, no timer has happened yet. So, I was a little confused about the uh, the order of events here. We can do whatever we want right now, and then the seven minute starts. No, we can do whatever we want for seven minutes. Yep, I thought it was going to be longer, but we'll have seven minutes out of character and in character, just seven minutes total before the worms come down. So Okay, you're like, there's a radio at the top of the tower. Did any of our characters discover that yet? Keith saw it. Keith saw it? Okay. I saw what? <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> no. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, Don saw it. <laughs> yeah, Don saw it. Too. Yeah. What did I see? <laughs> the radio. The radio. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw the radio and I used the phone, so I know it's there too. And I have been positively reinforced by the phone because I got a McFlurry. <laughs> I'm back. Back in the now New Thomas York is gone. Groove. Back in the Maybound town. Pissing my pants downtown. Pissing fast. Pants are down. Peeing in my little pants. <laughs> do 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 do. Peeing in my little, little pants. <laughs> do 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 do. <laughs> do do do. <laughs> I want to piss my pants. <laughs> I want to piss my pants. Oh, I, I tell you something. <laughs> I want to piss your pants. <laughs> All I want is I want to piss your pants. I want to piss your pants. Are you peeing on someone else's pants? In this? pants? No, pissing in them. You don't want to hold my pants. And when you piss them, I, I don't feel happy <laughs> don't, don't. inside. Don't, don't. A warm feeling that that stain. It can't hide. It can't hide. It can't hide. What about uh, Dave Matthews' band... Piss. <laughs> Piss into me. Piss. Piss. Into me. Hey, did we do something with making my way downtown yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? Oh, are you ready? <laughs> Absolutely not. This is crazy. Yeah, I definitely thought this was happening tomorrow night. So. <laughs> the Luminous Land Liturgy, which includes Drew Andrews, Councilwoman Carrie Pages, Gary Daly, Mildred Mitchell, Clara Blankenship, Casey Kristoff, Everett Pace, Jack Perlman, Greer Hilfentop Kermunkernow, the saloon bartender and piano player, as well as a gambler named Thomas, along with myriad animals, either held, perched, or healing. Keith, you see Bean is running happily, tongue akimbo, and this entire group continues to bob and weave in a ceaseless musical number at the unnatural direction of the overseer, though their voices quiet down to an eerie whisper as they dart around uncontrollably. Shakti Felicia, all for the overseer, Shakti Felicia, all for the overseer, Shakti. Myriad begin to speak in unison. We appreciate the efforts of Subject 152251819551815. Your attempt to destroy the countless alternative timelines, it garners our respect. However, 
plane 1620216 still has far too many variants. It is unstable. We have decided it is best to just shut it down and try again. For your own safety, please stay here. We will repeat ourselves one more time, fearing you either did not listen or did not hear. For your own safety, please stay here. And with that, this myriad of lanky skin, thin, thin skinned, thin skinned creatures in black suits just pops out of this existence. You have seven minutes until the horrible ocean of little mouths and huge worms drowns everyone in the endless isolation of their own unsound minds, starting now. What was the number that the overseer, that the myriad referred to this plane as? Uh, I've translated it before. He's given it to us before. It's a PTBP. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Glad I didn't spend seven minutes on that. Overseer wants to uh, yell to the masses, I think I can send you back. You don't have to stay here, but I can get you back to your own places. And he wants to try that. He wants to look at Clark, make eye contact with him, and the plan is to create portals that send them back to their timelines, not to ours. The overseer... uh, Okay. When you say theirs, not ours. Can you pause the time while you think? <laughs> that Those creatures just said that they can't stay in here because there's too many vectors. They can't stay in the PTBP plane or whatever. So I was going to send them to other where they got plucked from. So the Old West guys go back to the Old West. Go ahead and roll a natural real quick for the Overseer. <gasps> 69. It's a 69. Wow. Fuck. <laughs> it's a straight 16. That's the best Holy 69 shit, really? I could have rolled. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It just keeps happening. Okay, so in this moment, you know that the plane 1620216 that Myriad is talking about is the entire existence of Our your world. Sure. And so there are many different infinite variations on that world that are all considered to be plane 1620216. However, with a 69, I am going to change the entire (laughs) idea that I had and allow the overseer who has dedicated his entire life to jumping between these little planes that exist all over 1620216. He has the ability now to send each of these Illuminous Land Liturgy members to their respective existences wherever they happen to come from. However, based on what Myriad has told you, they plan to shut down that entire plane. So you can send those people to go in their lives wherever they belong, but that is essentially what you will be doing. I wish we hadn't started the seven minutes yet. <laughs> We're like halfway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could uh, I could send everybody back and then take the fight to Myriad. Keith uh, feels himself dying above him somehow. Yeah, and he realizes he's like, I'm I'm gonna die again. I'm gonna die here. And he looks around and he sees the people that he has he's gotten into this mess with, and he just yells. Where's Drew at? 
he's chanting, he's whispering, but in the voice of Councilwoman Carrie Pages. Keith goes up and grabs Drew. Is the Councilwoman here, too? The body of Councilwoman Carrie Pages has Drew Andrews inside of it, and the body of Drew Pages has... Drew Andrews Andrews has Councilwoman Carrie Pages inside of it. I could just go grab both of them. Follow me. They are very much... uh, I grab them by the ears and pull them and run towards the castle thing. Okay. They are still chanting and desperately want to get away from you, but in that moment, the overseer has the option to release them from their bind. Clark! He he drops... uh, He knows that... For them to get anywhere, we have to drop the this this spell. So yeah, he drops it. Okay, completely for everyone. Uh, no, just those two for now. He needs the power that he can keep. Yeah. Okay. So then, uh, immediately you're getting like a oh my god, oh my god, what what is going what is Drew. going on here? Drew. No, I'm Carrie. Carrie. Drew and Carrie. Yes. We're going to uh, die Drew here. We're going to die. Yes. And if I'm going to die, I want to die with Drew in Drew's body. Let's get you switched. Okay. Follow me. Come on, run. And they run after you. Uh, we have 90 seconds left, so they're running. What are you, the other two doing? Can uh, f- can Clark, by time, can he try and do a spell that pushes the, the ceiling back? Yes. Go ahead and roll a natural. 60. 60. Passes both Clark and uh, the Overseer. Give me some sort of uh, magical chant here. Both Clarks look up in the sky and because they're kind of linked now, they both know what's going on. And they put both their hands up, and they s- start chanting, R-S-T-L-N-E, R-S-T-L-N-E. Fuck yeah. And I am clicking pause on the timer at 30 seconds. They love goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we paused? Because of the how much spell. Are we seeing how much we bought, or is it just pause, paused? Go ahead and roll another d12 by itself. <laughs> Four. Four. Four more. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, now we have, it just seems like almost too much time. <laughs> <laughs> And with four minutes and 30 seconds left. Oh, shit. Okay. So we've got a John and a Planet Juggernaut still in play? That is correct. So Planet Juggernaut just shoots up into the air and opens its giant Pac-Man mouth and starts eating Xena nematodes like the fucking krill. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and John is going to pitch in and try to help the Overseer, and he might even start, like throwing chunks of the muck world up as like flak pieces towards the xenonematodes trying to blast maybe even a hole just above us in this circle cool super dope if it's not bottomless and endless forever and ever worms amen thomas go ahead and roll a d100 91 well, that's not going to do it. He eats 91 Zematodes. <laughs> yeah. That's a good number. Yeah, do what? You got to tell me what I'm rolling for so I can intent the so, dice. Yeah, you can pray. Um, <laughs> go ahead and roll unnatural for John. John Ball. 
That's a, that's a failure. It's an 85 on a 67. Oh, no. Okay, unable. So, cutting to the top of the tower, we've got a dark room. It is pitch black. Keith Vigna is running in with Councilwoman Carrie Pages and Drew Andrews, and he makes it to this very, very dark room at the top of the shadowy tower. He starts to feel really calm. <laughs> And he's getting real sleepy and warm. Yep. (laughs) And he realizes what's happening to him and he looks at Drew. You gotta do it, buddy. And then he lays down on the ground. I gotta do what? I gotta do what? Bubblegum tree. Bubblegum tree. Bubblegum tree. What am I supposed to do? The radio. It's how the cat, you know, switched. I can't see anything. Yeah, I can't see anything in here either. Who do you think is at fault? That's super nice. (laughs) And Drew Andrews and Carrie Pages are just arguing back and forth and confused. They begin to start feeling all over the room, trying to find anything in the room. And Drew immediately finds the radio. Carrie can't find anything, but Drew's like, I think I have it. I'm, I'm almost positive that I have it, sir. Do it. Do what? Press some buttons on it. Get it working. I, I don't, I'm feeling around. The goo. Get some goo or something. Get some goo? Or just lay down and chill. <laughs> 30 seconds. Okay, Keith, I roll a D100. If you can roll under 30, I'll let Drew get out of this room with this thing. 32. <laughs> Fuck. We just need to get out of here before the sea falls. So uh, uh, Overseer's just doing a giant portal under the ground of all of us and just dropping us into wherever. Oh. And if that doesn't work, John asks the nematodes politely to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so I've I've paused it at one second left on this timer. He did hit it exactly when there was one second yeah, left on the which timer. Which was right after Jess said he opened the portal, which was pretty yeah. dope. So let's go ahead and get that roll off time of dropping this world down. It's a pass, 52. Okay, roll a d12. Two. <laughs> Two. Yeah. Two minutes starting, meow. And so the whole entire floor, this lit land, all over, everywhere that you can see, just, oh, would it be cooler if, yeah, it'd be cooler if there were walls. It'd be cooler if the two minutes start after you Shut say the fuck all this shit. Up, dude. <laughs> I hate it when you're right. It's stupid. <laughs> you're like, hold on, give me a couple minutes hold to on, come let up me with a cool guys, description. Would it be cooler? Two minutes. <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> Do you want to describe what happens? I was just picturing that he uh, encompassed every every piece of land that is occupied by people now. So it includes the tower, I think, and then my chanters and wherever Juggernaut is and and John Ball and Don. And uh, it's a perfect circle around all of that that just drops down, leaving giant white walls all around oh. us in a giant circle. It's so bright in here. Yeah, it's very bright in here. <laughs> <laughs> Is it bright in the room now? Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. Totally <laughs> That's what I meant to do for sure. 
Wake you up. Yep. And the timer starts now. Drew Andrews grabs onto the radio, and uh, the rest of you outside see him running out the front door. Councilwoman Carrie Page's body sprinting out across the land toward you, holding this broken radio. And I'm, Keith, I'm following behind, running after him, and I'm going, "Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to die in peace." Don. Don starts chanting, "Visa girl." And he's hoping to rewind some fucking time. Roll unnatural for me, please. Oh, no. I thought since it was cool, you'd just let me do it. Uh, 52 on 70. Uh, yeah. Yes. You, uh, you look over, and what do you see? You look over, and you, where you had expected to maybe see your brother, nephew, chanting with you and aiding you once again uh, you see a cartoonishly crisp black skeleton where this John Lee Kevin Moore used to be and you can tell all of them went into that last spell that you cast against the Gigantumbrothithicus. There is a charred one inch in diameter sphere sitting on the ground in between you and your brother nephew and you have all of the strength in this moment to just push back time. I think you see tears coming down from Don's face whenever he sees the charred corpse and then they start like before they hit the ground they start coming back into his his uh, tear ducts. It's so cool. That's that is so cool. Awesome. <sighs> I'm gonna put seven minutes back on the clock. The original time that you had immediately after Miria disappeared, and you are reset exactly where you were. Everything moves in reverse. The floor moves all the way back up and becomes level with the ground around it. The tower is dark once again, but Keith runs backwards. Drew Andrews and Carrie and begin whispering once again, and the seven minutes starts right now. Kevin Lee John Moore sees you guys back in your original places. He shouts, he shouts, Overseer, floor, Keith, radio. And then he shouts, Juggernaut, get him. And he, Juggernaut <laughs> wants to try to do it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. While this is happening, Keith gets his phone out of his pocket, turns the light on, and runs to the tower. <laughs> <laughs> and Overseer's dropping the floor again. Just give us some light in this area. Okay. And more time again. Oh, yeah. And, I, and, and I'll do the spell. I'll do both. Okay. Go ahead and roll. Back-to-back on natural rolls. One of them doesn't work. Okay. The other one does. 32, so I'm going to do the floor. Okay, so you're able to drop the floor down. Go ahead and roll a d12. 10. Oh! Nice! That's some juicy time! Alright, and 16 minutes begins. Boom! The floor drops down once again, illuminating the entirety of this cylinder that you've trapped yourselves in, much like the cylinder that the gigant Umbrapithecus was trapped in when you arrived. (laughs) 
the the difference in the time that we just did, he drops it so much further down than he yeah, did last oh time. Oh my god! <laughs> Literal tower of terror. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he created an elevator. Planet shaft. Juggernaut, please go ahead and roll some form of athletics or dexterity, which we'll call a seventy percent. Ninety-three. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Ninety-three worms down. Planet Juggernaut jumps two up. Two worse than the last time. Once again, and just like biting for the sky, the ground drops out from under your feet as you're trying to jump, and you just yeah, can't quite can't reach. Up there. And then you fall so far down into this long cylinder into the bottom, much like a can of beans that you're now one of these many, many baked fellas down at the bottom of this <laughs> saucy, saucy barrel. Mm. Keith Vigna. He runs to the radio and he wants to go grab the phone as well and then run back to the Drew crowd. Okay, go ahead and roll strength or dexterity or athletics. Carrying a large old radio and a rotary phone is difficult business. (laughs) I dropped the radio. (laughs) (laughs) You hold on to the phone? Yeah. Okay, you can choose. Well, I'm, I've got both in my hands, and as I, like, take off, I have the receiver of the phone in my hand, but, like, the base of it is still just sitting there, and I run, and the cord, like, jerks me, and I drop the radio, and it's, like, sitting busted on the ground, and I grab the base of the phone and start running and seeing if I can hear anything in the receiver. Go ahead and roll a natural. (laughs) (laughs) You have absolutely no idea (laughs) how to connect. You rolled really high. Is it 89 or 89? 89. I have a 79, so that sucks. Oh, Oh, damn. Yeah, I'm still running back to the crowd, just gibberishing into the... You have time to go back for the radio. We've got so much time now. Like, (laughs) we could take real-life poop breaks. (laughs) (laughs) Skibby-dibby, shibby-dibby. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just standing there, like, looking at the radio, talking gibberish into the phone, trying to think, what the fuck am I going to do? Young Clark uh, remembers that he had a vision a long time ago about the overseer in a dark room lit by a candle. And he looks back at that tower and sees that that's what that was. And he yells up, do you know anything about the phone? Can we use that? And as you talk to yourself, you know that you've used the phone once or twice. However, each time that you've used it, they have found you on your next time going into a myriad different forms of existence that you're popping in to try to save each of these towns of contention. And an impossible task the overseer has placed upon himself, but he does not like being chased. And every single time he is going and fucking with time and existence, he is being chased by these tall, gaunt men. I mean, I don't know, in character or out of character, the point is we have to get out of here. Once we get out of here, we might have more time out wherever we end up, right? It's just the sea that's collapsing on us that's giving this time requirement, right? Yeah, and just the words of Myriad ring in your head, for your own safety, please stay here. And you know, in Clark's mind, and the Overseer's mind, 
The Overseer has been able to make jumps into plane 1620216, a plane that he is from and familiar with. He has been unable or scared to jump to a different plane. Can I, quote unquote, Clark Young, help him and convince him? We got we got to try. We got to get somewhere else. We got we, you got more juice here than you've ever had before, right? This this hasn't happened before. This has this has to be all new to you. And I'm here now. We can we can we can go to another one. We don't have to be in this one. Hey, could he send them to another one? And John points up. Clark, young Clark, wide-eyed, is looking at overseer. Yeah, yeah. We already stopped him for a minute. We got we can we can do something to him. We can we can send them not here. The overseer is wide-eyed, begins nodding. Is it as easy as using that telephone? Wait, hang on though. The reason we were going to get out of this plane was because they were going to destroy it. They were saying it's going to be purged or whatever, whatever they said. That's every existence that you have ever known in all of the different forms of you that have ever known. It's that whole plane. On PTBP plane. Yeah. But that's, um, so my original thing was let's go to a new plane. Yep. A hundred percent. So let's get us out of here instead of the nematodes. Sure. Yeah. Thought it would be nice to save our world it's all homey <laughs> yeah I but mean, I, I guess it's better to save the 13 people here <laughs> instead of our entire uh, plane of existence i mean that's 100 percent a good point wait but myriad now is gonna destroy it anyway this whole plane everybody in it not just us all that keith didn't you make myriad <laughs> i can't hear you i'm too far away <laughs> Keith, Keith is on the phone he's like fuck and he just throws the phone down grabs the radio and starts running back did you one of you say my name yeah didn't you make Myriad uh probably well then make Myriad not do this stop just screaming futilely at the heavens the wormy wormy heavens I'm I'm your dad! I made you! Stop! I get it, Myriad. He is a shit father, a terrible creator. I hate him. I hate that he's my my god and daddy, but he made me too. Why don't you stop with all this foolishness and just come on back down to this plane here? Go and to we've, your we've got roughly six minutes to talk about it before you have to destroy the place. Last time you were here, I think, actually, we had a lot less time, maybe, and you just, like, you, you were boogieing, but we've got more time now. Brother, Myriad? Roll Persuade. <laughs> 47 on a 60. A single, tall, gaunt, translucent, skinned creature appears in between you, Keith, and the phone that has fallen on the ground. I knew they'd listen to me. and which one are you hello we are myriad what's your name though you i am myriad myriad could you not blow up uh what was it one six two zero two one six plane one zero two zero two one six still has far too many variants it is unstable we'll, we'll take care of that just give us some time we, we can fix that we're working on it we're getting rid of some of the variants you've been working against me all this time we finally did what i needed to do now we can work together and if you destroy this plane i would have never made you 
and so you'll stop existing too. But then this plane will have never ceased to exist, and then you'll just have to do this all over again. It's gonna hurt to think about, so just don't do it. It gets all timey-wimey unless you don't destroy this shit. These are compelling arguments! And I'm your dad. <laughs> and I'm your brother, Ball. I, I guess I'm like an uncle, maybe? I don't know how it works for me, but... I think of you as an uncle! He's very he's a very close family friend, and we've, we've raised you to call him uncle. Keith is, like, talking with his hands, and he is slapping the, the radio while he was screaming at his sons. Yeah, and you see the ooze that's dripping from the John Ball, and you think, oh, if I could get some of that, I could probably get this thing going. Oh, shit. Does that just need some ooze? Well, I need some radio juice. Some just shoots out of John's index finger straight into the... I'm so glad you said index finger. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what he calls his penis. <laughs> and Keith uh, has a, a bright idea, puts his hand on the shoulder of the myriad thing and flips the switch on the radio oh my god oh fuck oh my god you, get, you gonna pause that Zach? pause an energy erupts as the brightest flash of light it makes the surrounding bright walls of this cylinder that you've fallen into look dark because the light that is flashing from this radio in this moment is so bright. You are all completely engulfed. And when the world kind of comes back and you can see what's happened, Keith Vigna has switched bodies with this creature and Keith you have this crazy fucking sense in your head like you are tied into an entire network of individuals creatures that all work on the same sort of my dude not individuals not creatures Keith's Keith's fuck you fuck me fuck it's a whole thing of Keith's we're all fucked <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the body of Keith Vigna is looking around yeah, and touching its a skin. A high mind has just been thrown into the body of Keith. <laughs> it's so fucking confused. understand its own singularity. <laughs> it's like playing quop. It's, yeah. like, yeah. it's like walking like that. <laughs> Keith, with the entire hive mind that watches over time and the universe at your disposal... The Keithers of the universe. <laughs> the Keithers. Keith <laughs> shut their eyes uh, and think real hard. <laughs> Keith shut eyes, think real hard. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know what to do. I can do pretty much anything because I'm myriad, right? <laughs> Just like I expected. Let me read this long thing that I wrote for, <laughs> for when you did this. <laughs> Um, yeah, Keith's, he shuts their eyes for a second. Oh, I just won't do it. I just won't destroy the, the plane. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean you won't? You, I just won't do what they were going to do. You're, hold on. I'm pro. are you? It's Keith. What? <laughs> we are Keith. Keith's just start popping up everywhere and just kind of waddling, oh, God like wandering it. over to <laughs> me, Keith. Uh, 
and they're all talking at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I just won't uh, destroy the, the our existence. That was easy. <laughs> Old Clark and young Clark are just looking back and forth between each other and this Keith creature talking. <laughs> As the Keiths are popping in, one of one of the Keiths grabs the phone and brings it over to me, Keith, and I listen to it. <laughs> You hear your internal thoughts. Okay, Ty, just making sure I was in control of this. <laughs> How do we get out of here? <laughs> so, John has, like, the ball has been speaking just like Planet Juggernaut and the other balls seem to have this weird capability to speak just as John. And he, when he kind of realizes that they, they have a moment to breathe and he is just this ball, he just starts, like, making a mud man of himself out of the muck slapping it on himself like a kid playing in a pile of mud. Every time you're reaching in and grabbing more of this luminous land below, it like turns into like this oozy muck as it's forming on you. But pretty soon it's it's not just this like clay creature thing. It it's assumed the shape of the John you knew kinda. Although it is entirely the black, like shiny <laughs> Yeah. Continually shifting colors. <laughs> it's Metal Mario, but it's... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and as a final touch, he gets a little handful of the muck, and you see him rolling it, and he throws it on top, and he's wearing a fucking sick cowboy hat. <laughs> 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 Hell yes. In the meantime, you can see some of the myriad Keiths, like, playing patty cake with each other and, and doing <laughs> stuff like that. They're like looking at each other like... Yeah. Some are fighting. Some are very sensually looking at each other. Do I know other. you? <laughs> and then laughing. Doing the Spider-Man point here and there. <laughs> doing the Spider-Man Mary Jane kiss with each other. <laughs> during this whole time, are the are the worms still uh, just slowly descending during all this jovial stuff we're doing? We got, we got it paused when Myriad... Oh, that didn't have anything to do with the nematodes, though. <laughs> no. no, it didn't. But I paused it in this moment to just like let the gravitas hit of oh, everything okay, that's been happening. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I was—I will go ahead and click start. Thank you, Justin. Thank you for reminding the teacher that there was a Son quiz. A there was a quiz today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for timer has me. started. My favorite student. Two minutes fifty seconds. As more myriad continue to pop into this plane, I close my eyes and think again, and everybody just stops and closes their eyes. <laughs> okay, like I unlock the part of the know-how of destroying the plane, and I'm like, maybe if I just condense it into just like a little bit, and not the whole plane, and just do it right above me, I'll do that. Roll natural. Pass. Describe what happens as myriad wipes this entire oceanous ceiling out of this world. Above everybody is just nothing. Pure nothing. Darkness. And all of Myriad lays down and starts like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so the ground is dark as there's well? No, there's like barely any light in this plane anymore. And they're just like, but it's like hundreds of voices saying that all at the same time (laughs) nice yeah oh yeah nice i'm going to pause the timer as the current threat of the xeno nematotian 
has been dispelled. Like a handful of little solitary nematodes are falling down onto the... In pure darkness? That's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a couple here and there, because I, you know, I... There's an inch or two that I didn't get. From- <laughs> and you guys just hear this like, squeak, 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 squeak. You just hear a few Keith saying, ouchie, ouchie. Ouchie. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so, so uh, uh, yeah. 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 What, what now, guys? guys? You can just, you can just chill, chill with me. me. It's, it's pretty, pretty nice. nice. In the total darkness, you see two lights blink on, and it's Overseer and young clark's uh faces they've they've got this light thing down and they're 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 illuminating the area around them amazing but they all are also looking bewildered (laughs) yeah that makes sense oh uh, the overseer's like i i fought those guys for for centuries i don't i've lost track of time doing what i've been doing and and keith just switched bodies with them that was all it took (laughs) That's all. That's all it ever. That's all I ever needed. Son of a son of a bitch. Yeah, we could have done that from the well, start. Well, you know, I I, I, I made him. So, so, of course, you knew of just course what, I to knew do. what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, all's well that ends well. Let's go back home, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh 